You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Is the bazillionth time the charm? Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to today's episode of the ToneMob.com podcast, the show about guitar tone and the people behind it. As you are well aware by now, I am your host, Blake Wylan, and with me today I have Hank Donovan of Rattlesnake Cables, of Effects Bay, of a whole bunch of stuff that you probably know about. So, hi Hank. How's it going? Oh, it's pretty, it's pretty good. I've managed uh, to dodge most of the rain that was happening today, so this nice. makes me happy. How about you? Cool. It's good. It's almost uh, starting to feel like spring around here, so that's that's exciting. Is it like super cold over there uh, during the winter? Like ridiculous cold? Or where um, I'm not sure where Missoula is in reference to the state of Montana. I guess. Yeah, it's Missoula's on the west side of the state, so the mount, mountainous side. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty mild, really, compared to other parts of the state. I mean, there's definitely places way colder, but, um, you know, the four seasons are very obvious, which is right. kind of cool. So it's like, you know, when it's bleak and cold and dark and that's winter and you're just waiting for spring and there's little glimpses of things growing and then the next day it snows, but it's, you just feel like it's coming. <laughs> so, right. But yeah. I can never it's, seem to start these off any way, but the how's the weather where you're at? And then we kind of segue into, yeah, well, sometimes it it's related, but you know, yeah, I'm sure everyone cares. Like 60 Cycle Hum's known as the geography podcast sometime. I guess I'm the weather podcast. So oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why that is, but it's where my brain goes, I guess. Right on. So um, why don't you kind of introduce yourself to everyone, because you got your fingers in a lot of pieces of the gear pie, as it, uh, you informed me. <laughs> so maybe you can let everybody in on that, and then we can get into things. Okay. Um, I guess uh, I guess the first thing, obviously, is Rattlesnake Cable Company. That's that's kind of my um, my thing that I'm really into right now these days. The last few uh, few years, which started three years ago, but um, before that, and I guess currently, I, I also run a kind of a gear nerd blog called effects bay kind of obviously focusing on effects but we also go into you know general guitar nerdery as i like to call it or diy stuff and modifications um i get into just uh anything guitar related pretty much and i started that about i mean it's and i think it's close to 10 years now which is kind of blowing my mind um and let's see what else that's pretty uh, pedal, awesome yeah <laughs> Uh, pedalfinder.com that's another thing i i i have with a, a partner jerry potassic um here also in missoula that we started which is kind of a, a pedal search engine of sorts um that started uh probably two years ago maybe three now i think two um but yeah there's a lot of stuff it's i, I feel like um when i get excited about a project i definitely go into it like head first just dive All right the way. in yep <laughs> yeah that sounds really familiar i can yep. relate to that um, totally so the pedal finder thing sounds pretty cool like i don't 
know why that hasn't been done yet, but I guess, you know, somebody's got to be first. That's, uh, how does, uh, what's kind of like the basis of that and how did you come up with that? Yeah. So, uh, pedal finder is a search for pedals. And as I say this, everyone's going to go, well, I've seen a thousand different ways you can search for pedals. It's nothing special about that. But where I find where, um, you know, when I start searching for pedals, I, I, oddly enough, I find myself searching for pedals. I already know, (laughs) and that's not really fun. So it's like, you know, I'm basically looking for stuff that I've heard about, um, just, just to enter stuff, just to see pricing, that kind of thing, but it's not really finding a pedal. So I wanted to come up with a way where musicians could enter uh, criteria of something that they're looking for to find a pedal that they might not have ever heard of, have no idea what it is, but might fit their parameters. And when I talk about those parameters, it's like, you know, what kind of music do you play? You play like, you know, like noise, you know, like stoner rock, you know, um, what kind of pickups do you have? Single coil, humbucker, you play lead guitar, rhythm, you have a tube amp, solid state, do you play bass? All these things you can add and then you can sit there and say, I'm looking for a delay pedal. And based off of that, it searches reviews of other people that have entered that criteria and but supplied a review. So um, what happens is you begin to get a listing of all these delay pedals in, in, a, in a style of music or an application that, that you're using, that someone else is using, and you go, hey, I've never heard of that delay pedal. Clearly, this guy is using it for this genre of music. Maybe this is something I should look into further. Um, also, the pedal finder has the ability to search based off of look, um, which is... Uh, something that I've always found myself like it shows and someone will like, you know, elbow me and go, Hey, what's that orange pedal that guy's stepping on? And it might not be able to see it very clearly from where you're at, but you might be able to determine like, you know, what kind of effect it is. Well, pedal finder gives you the ability to sit there and say, okay, this is like a, a single size enclosure with two knobs, one foot switch orange, and it finds pedals based off of the look. And you can sit there. Oh, it's that third one. It's this one. Um, again, to just help you kind of like work your way down to trying to find stuff that you don't know about. And, uh, finally, the other part is, uh, to search based off of musicians. This is the part where I get really excited because that's, you know, what people want to like to find pedals of, you know, like what does Lee Ronaldo play in Sonic Youth? You can type in Lee Ronaldo and it would find the Sonic Youth pedals. Again, to find like, I've never heard of this pedal. What is that? And then you, you can go down your way of researching see if that's something that you want i love that that is that's gonna be highly addictive to me i'm gonna be diving (laughs) into it really soon and i may never come out (laughs) well the the friend of the friend of mine said this is like the match.com for pedals and it's exactly like you you gotta find you gotta find that one pedal that speaks to you you know but you just can't sit there and you know if you don't know what you're looking for it's hard to find something different and, you know, or something that you, you feel like you should have. Right. So, yeah, that's, that's so awesome. I, I can't wait to dive into that a little bit. I, I've been excited about it since you kind of hinted <laughs> at it before. And I was like, Oh man, this yeah. is, this is, that's just what I need to do is spend more time on the internet looking at gear. But, uh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's way too cool. Yeah. Um, cause I am totally, and I'm sure most people listening to this, 
I am totally that guy at the show that's like leaning over the stage and oh yeah, what, what's on there? What is that? <laughs> and my wife like looks at me like I'm an idiot, and she's like, "Why do you? What are you doing? Why do you care so much about that?" I'm like, "I gotta know. I gotta know. Yeah. What is that yellow yeah. pedal over there?" Well, I remember <laughs> but, um, there was one time I was at um, this this band Foles. I was at a show and I saw that there was this pedal that he was using. And I remember I, with my phone, I was able to get it above the the heads of people just to see if I can catch that in a, in a photo. And all I knew it had five knobs and his two foot switches and it looked kind of blue. And, you know, and then I was able to determine it. Like I was going to like image search and trying to look for a blue guitar pedal. And I was just trying to find something that would match that. And I was like, God, if there was a way I could just type in five knobs, two foot switches, blue and, and get a result, you know, that would yeah, save me some time. Yeah, I get some sort of what? What did that end up being? Just out of curiosity, well, it, was, it was a Strymon. It was a Strymon Blue Sky, and oh, okay. I just that was the first time I've ever seen a Strymon was at that show, and then I was like, oh, what is that? And then you know, I ended up getting one later, but that was that was what started that kind of like thinking of like I, I don't know what that is. I need to figure what that is. Yeah, but that's so cool. Uh, that's very exciting too. I'm sure everyone right now has probably already whipped their phone out and started nerding already but uh, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's so cool man so yeah. let's do the uh let's do the question that you know is uh headed your way how you like what was your musical backstory how did you get started and how did that lead you to like doing effects bay and then everything else that you're doing oh man okay um yep. <laughs> we, we can go deep you can go Ooh. as deep as you want all right you ready to go deep okay um, yeah. Let's see. So I, I started playing guitar kind of late in life, really. Well, I mean, I was in high school or right when I graduated, I got my first guitar. And so that was what started just the concept of playing guitar. I was super into like punk rock, post-punk, goth music, um, just really into that kind of world. And I was just trying to figure out how to play those songs. And that was super uh, addictive. I, I, it was, it was really interesting how far, like, I just wanted to understand the fundamentals of it, uh, without, without learning scales and taking lessons. It was just like, how, how does a guitarist actually play this stuff, let alone like come up with it? Like, how do you create that was still down the road. Right. And then, um, after a few years, yeah, I would go into different bands, uh, after moving around a little bit, and switching kind of the the styles to how I'd play. I've, I've always been kind of uh, able to like bounce around from like one type to the next. Um, and I've always wanted to commit to that change. So that would always mean having pedals or not having pedals or having this kind of guitar or not having that guitar. Um, instead of like trying to force, this is my setup. And this is like, I'm going to try to make this setup work in every possible band scenario. Right. I've always been about, well, this guitar does not work in this band. It just doesn't work. And, you know, there was a time where my only pedal was a tuner. And that was after having like, like multi-effect unit processor junk on the floor, you know, with the, like the 12 foot switches on it and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. I switched from that to literally a pedal, a uh, tuner. And I was like all about the pure tone, just amp, <laughs> guitar and amp. And then suddenly, you know, you needed an overdrive again. And then 
you needed a wah pedal and you needed something and then that turned into a big pedal board again and then um it just always would just keep evolving and i would get really uh inspired to change the setup um start all over again and say okay i'm just going to start with this overdrive and maybe this delay pedal um and that's where just with effects um i was just really interested in how i mean the concept of effects was always fascinating to me because the the application is the key to effects like you know one person uses a tube screamer totally different than another guy um right it, you know it's it's it doesn't mean like a tube screamer means you're going to sound like stevie ray vaughn right so it's much like, to my how, disappointment yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's like how do you use that for for the best effect for your your needs like you know is it lead is it rhythm what are you doing um so I've always been fascinated by that, how, you know, a country guitar chicken picker could have like similar pedals as this guy in this noise rock band, you know, it's like, how, how is that possible? And I always love that, you know, there are tools and it's really about the musician's artistic freedom that defines that tool in the song or in the band or whatever they're trying to create. Um, So the options are always super fun and the combinations are super fun. So I was always um, into like trying different pedals, um, you know, pulling out old pedals. I always love that where it's like, you hate this pedal. And then like four years later, you pull it out and go, this is the best pedal ever. Like, why was it on the shelf for four years? And two years later you hate it again. And you know, it's like, <laughs> it's just, it's just, a, it's a fun thing where it's just, you just kind of like, you're always in search of something that you never really quite get. But, um, yeah, so that's where that's where I am today. It's like, you know, three years ago, I kind of reinvented my whole guitar setup again. And I've kind of back to where I, I want to be at this moment. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what next year will be like. But yeah, <laughs> right now I seem oddly satisfied with the setup. So it's like it's it's good. That's fine. Yeah. So do you have um, are you one of the guys like me who just has a, a stockpile of of effects and then your board or my case, everyone kind of knows about my board situation, but like, like your board is con- is changing kind of based on your mood or is it just what you're doing at the time, like band wise or music project wise, or how, how do you determine that? Well, I always feel like, like, I mean, the last three years, like I said, so I've been pretty satisfied, but I've been changing pedals and, I, and the way I feel like I do change it in this particular time it's it's really about a need of a the song like it might be a part or something that comes up or a new song idea where i just happen to pull out this pedal and it, it like really fits and then it kind of sucks because i'm like okay i got to use this pedal for one song and how do i find real estate on my board to put it in um that might dictate kicking a pedal off you know because you know i don't play the other songs very much that use that pedal um or um there's issues with the pedal, which always drive me nuts. Like, you know, like it might squeal in a way I don't like it uh, when the gain's too high or something. So I might look for an overdrive that I can get a little better control at a higher gain or, you know, or maybe I'm just like not liking the breakup, looking for like, so like little subtle changes to a pedal that might, that might be enough for me to kick one off and put one on. But yeah, I do have, I do have a pile of them. I don't know. It's like how it gets that way. <laughs> it's like, sometimes you just look at it. Like I have like these shelves and they have pedals on them. I just look at it. I'm like, I don't know how I got 
like these pedals. Like I should start selling some of these because it's like, you know, it's a lot of money I've like <laughs> put into these. Like, like some pedals I remember would, I would buy and, and you know, I, they're practically brand new. Like I might've been on my board for three months and now I don't like it anymore. Um, <laughs> right. but, um, but I'm always like, I'm kind of like a hoarder because I'm always afraid if I get rid of it, that's when I'm going to want it. Right. Like, Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like, as soon as you get rid of it, that's when you need it. That's when, or like a friend wants to borrow it or something. It's just like, I just love having that stuff just, you know, around. Oh but, man. I don't know. You, you and me both. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I am, I am such a pedal hoarder. It's, it's very yeah. scary. Um, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, and I can't, I, my thing is I don't ever, if I like something, like I don't buy anything that I don't like in the moment, obviously I'm who does, but, yeah. um, I don't ever not like things. Like he kind of talked about like not liking things at some point. And I don't mm -hmm. think I ever don't like it. It's just that I maybe find something else that's really doing it for me at the time. And I yeah. kind of forget about it more than not like it until two months go by and I go, Hmm, wait a second. I haven't played that one in two months. Gotcha. Give me that. Uh, so I don't, I don't really fall out of love with things. I can't, nothing comes to my mind where I'm like, <laughs> that I was like, I just loved the pedal when I got it. And now I hate it. Yeah. I can't really think of anything that fits that category. Well, for I me. think, I think in my case too, I think a lot of it is depending on like what guitar I'm using or what amp I'm using at the time. So it's like, you know, I might like that pedal with that guitar you know, with humbuckers or something like that. And then it's like when I switch to single coils like I play now, that pedal is not doing it for me. But, you know, oh, it's like okay. I, don't, I don't play with the humbuckers anymore. So it's like that I think there's a lot of that stuff or how my amp reacts with that pedal versus how my other amp reacts with that pedal. So there's things like that, too, that's... Um, Again, it's just like instead of me forcing it and trying to like make it work and trying to like fight through it, it's like, okay, that's going on the shelf. Like, what's next? You know, and I got you. But then, you know, that's when I come back to it and say, but yeah. Yeah, I don't think I have like a a a, a dislike of um like the the effect itself, like how how it sounds. I think I have more of a dislike of how it responds to like the amp and the guitar. That's, I think that's the, the thing I have a dislike for when it doesn't seem right. Right. Okay. I'm, I'm following you now. Yes. Yeah. I can relate to that. Yeah. It's not like but, I don't like a big muff sound anymore. It's not like that. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. No, it's well, not like that. Yeah. Everyone loves a big muff. Oh, yeah. Come on. Then. Yeah, it's, yeah. What's your favorite uh, version? Uh, big muff? Yeah. I've, I've always been a fan of the Russian. Mm, yeah. You're a man after my own heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I like love the Russian. Yeah, I have I have the black one. Um the other guitarist in, in my band has the 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 one that's sweet, the the green metal, the old one, you know, it's just yeah, like yeah. built like a tank, that one. Um yeah, I, I was A B in those two. It was it was surprised at how close they were. But um Yeah, they're, I they're definitely like the close. Russian. Yeah. Yeah, I have a weird one. Um I've posted it a couple times, you've probably seen it, but uh it's it's a black one, but it's a transition phase for them where they were hmm. still in the big green case. But it this one's painted black, has the black oh, wow. graph has the black graphics, but it's um it's in the larger case. Wow, so it's cool. kind of weird. Yeah, um, and then I've seen others that were a similar situation where they were large box black, 
um, with yellow writing, but in the older green bubble font instead uh-huh. of the new black font, which is kind of, yeah, it's like a nice. this odd period um, where you can kind of get that, you can snatch those up uh, for like black box prices usually um, yeah. instead of green box prices when they're essentially yeah. the same thing, which is kind of nice. <clears throat> so there, cool. I just let the cat out of the bag. I shouldn't have told everybody that now the prices <laughs> are going to go up. Yep. Right. Cause I have <laughs> such influence. Um, <laughs> uh, nice. Nice. Well, yeah, let's talk a little bit more about the big muff. Um, cause I love it. And, uh, it seems like a good thing to wrap on for a while before I get cool. off topic. Um, I've, I also really like, so the Russian is kind of my jam most of the time. Um, also fallen really hard for, I've never played an original one, but, uh, Tomcat's Violet Muffer mm. is like, I keep talking about it, but it's probably one of the coolest pedals I've played recently. It just sounds great. And I don't know, you know, how close it is to a orig- an original Violet Muff, but yeah, I don't know. It just sounds so good to me. You can get huh. kind of overdrivey with it when you start taking out some of the clipping diodes and all that. Yeah, nice. it's, it's a rad pedal. I suggest checking that one out. Cool. Um, if you get a chance. Have you messed with the, an original Violet? Have you ever seen one? No. I've never even nope. seen one in person. Nope. Hmm. Nope. That would be sweet. Interesting. Have you played yeah. with any vintage ones? Uh, uh, muffs? Yeah, yeah. Or what? Uh, just I would say only 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 one that even be remotely uh, close would be like the the green Russian one. Oh, okay, I haven't gotcha. played anything like the the Ram's Head or the Triangle or any of those stuff. Not the originals. I've never no. even held a, held one in my hand. So yeah, let alone played one. Yeah, I I'm definitely on that team too. I the oldest one I've played is a like a 1978 op amp version that my my buddy has. And uh, that thing's wildly different, but really in its own really cool way. But yeah, I've yeah. never seen in person uh, a ram's head or a triangle or anything like that. And it's kind of like a life goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You gotta yeah. have a bucket list item. Yeah, you could uh, give Jay Maskus a call. Doesn't he have like 50 of them or something like that? No. And uh, oh, Yes. Pi- I try to think of that picture. It looked like it was like a, chi- a China hutch or something. It was full of old, old <laughs> it muffs. Was, it was like this curio cabinet full of big muffs. It was yeah. so good. <laughs> Did you, have you ever seen that movie? Uh, that was taken out of a movie called, I think it was just called Fuzz. Oh, yeah. Was, yeah, that's right. That was from that. That's totally right. Yep. Yeah. Remember, it's been a while, but yeah, I, still, <laughs> I remember seeing that. Yeah. Uh, that's the, the image that inspired me to make the pedal cabinet. It was exactly ah, that right there. Nice. <laughs> yes. Good times. Good times. Cool. So let's see. Um, what prompted you to start Effects Bay? Um, I'm thinking. Really, it was just kind of a, it was just kind of experimenting with the idea of a blog. I guess, mm-hmm. kind of on a personal reason. Like I wanted to just talk about pedals that I was kind of like wanting to keep on my radar and maybe talk about a few things. And, and um, I was really surprised when, when I remember when I got my first comment and it like blew me away that there was actually someone who read, read this thing. And then it, then it seemed like right after that, 
I started realizing there was a few people that started reading it. And then, then it started getting fun because then it wasn't like, I didn't care about myself anymore about, you know, like what I was thinking. I was just wanting to talk about effects and then see if there would be people that would comment. And, um, then there was the Facebook page that was right after that. And that's when, you know, like manufacturers would contact me and I was doing like demos or reviews of their pedals and then I would give them away. Mm -hmm. Um, so to kind of like see if we can generate like kind of a fun community of instead of like me getting a pedal and keeping it or something like that, I was like, let's, let's get a pedal, talk about it and then give it away and see if that could create, create some interesting interactions. And the, the fun part was, I mean, it's always great to get like bigger name manufacturers, to, you know, uh, to talk about pedals or and send pedals and, and, review and all that kind of stuff. But it was, what was really great was the really small time manufacturers or builders, I mean, right out of the garage. Um, and you know, they can't afford money for, uh, ads or, um, to do like massive giveaway, a bunch of, uh, pedals in, in on their end because they just don't have like the, the money to do that, frankly. So I would try to give the most bang for the buck. Like you send me a pedal, we would talk about it and get eyeballs on your site. And then we'd give it away, which would then generate a lot more eyeballs to your site. So just trying to help those guys out because I was really, I was super inspired by builders at that point. I was tinkering around with electronics. That's why I was doing kind of a DIY mod section two of that site where when I would work on my pedals, I would do a little write up about it. Right. But, uh, um, kind of the concept of kind of like enjoying seeing builders is, you know, I'm a web developer by trade. Um, that's what oh, I nice. do. That's, that's my thing which is fine, but it's, I got, I'm, I'm still like suffering like major virtual burnout of just typing and making, you know, things that exist in cyberspace that isn't real. It really just, <laughs> there's a point where I think I might've had like a slight breakdown because it was like everything I was doing is actually nothing. And it was really kind of bumming me out where, where I was seeing like guitar builders and, and amp builders and pedal builders would build things. And these things would stay around for like years and people would use them and they would get, you know, trade them and sell them. And then, you know, it's like they, they had like their lives of their own, these little things that they, they would make. And yeah. I was super jealous of that. Like websites don't do that. <laughs> they don't have that kind of thing that, you know, you feel like, oh, this is, you know, this guy built that, you know. And there was a part of me that was really like, you know, I just want to be that guy in a garage building a pedal and so I was really fascinated by how dedicated, you know, builders are in general, because it just takes so much work and it's, it's so much saturation as far as like, you know, competition. How do you get your pedal to be even noticed amongst thousands and thousands and thousands of other pedals out there? And how do you, how can you succeed? So, um, effects bay as always, and still is, I always wanted to be a way for like small manufacturers, builders to, you know, have a, some kind of a way of just, you know, showing their product and talking about stuff. And so that's, that's, that's one aspect of effects bay. I also, nice. you know, I also like to, you know, talk about just, 
you know, I might've saw a band that blew my mind the night before, and I might write a post about why I think that blew my mind. <laughs> and, mm -hmm. uh, nothing to do with effects, nothing to do with anything. And, but it was just, you know, it's just music related. It's just, I just wanted to share inspiration or something, you know, I always try to keep it real positive on effects bay also. And, but yeah, that's, I guess, I'm not sure if I answered the question. It just started, <laughs> it kept yeah, on yeah, going and it's fun. <laughs> there you go. It started, it kept going and it's fun. Yeah. That's, you know, we, I'm really hearing a, a lot of my, myself talking back you know, or what, in what yeah. you're saying, it's like, I started it and I kept going and it's fun. I'm like, hmm, yeah. wait a second. I know that. I know that guy. <laughs> uh, and that, that thing you were talking about when you, like you got a comment and, yeah. and you, you realized that somebody had, had been reading it or whatever. Uh, when I put up the first episode of the podcast and I was like, okay, here we go. Like, I hope people actually listen to it. Um, yeah. You know, because at that time it was just like an Instagram page. So there was a, you know, community aspect to it. But um, I don't remember exactly when I launched the first episode, but I just remember seeing the first download come through. It was like, oh, nice. what? <laughs> somebody, somebody downloaded it. And then like, I remember uh, it was uh, Ryan McCaffrey was a, a guest one. And I remember sending him a message like nice. the next day. I'm like, I'm like. I'm like, oh, Ryan, you're not going to believe it. A hundred people have downloaded the episode. <laughs> and he's like, what? You know, like, and we were both like freaking out because a hundred people had downloaded it. And I was like, this is amazing. And so, awesome. and it still kind of is amazing that to me that people tune in and listen to me blabber like I'm doing now. Uh, <laughs> it, it's awesome. And uh, uh, you're one of them. So thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, and thanks for the uh, the uh, blog post you did on the show. Also, that was that oh, like yeah. warmed my heart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> People <laughs> need to great. know. <laughs> that was great. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, that made me, that really made my day. That was fantastic. <clears throat> cool. So, so rattlesnake, your other your other other thing that you're doing. Um, yeah, we kind of talked about these in slightly backwards order, but yeah, I like whatever. doing it that way. That's cool. <laughs> I just I don't know why I'm a backwards dude. So <laughs> so rattlesnake happened. Uh, like what prompted that? And it seems to be going good right now. I'm seeing you everywhere. Yeah, it's it's been super fun. I'm very excited about how everything's going. Um, so let's see. When it started, it was, that it was an accident. I guess everything I pretty much all these ideas are just kind of ideas, and they just I do them, and then you see potential and some something fun out of it, and then I keep going. But what really started when I was talking about the pedals, I was working on um, on some kits and making pedals, and I was having fun just tinkering around, like buying like uh, general guitar gadgets to GGG kits. Mm -hmm. Um, that's where I was, you know, like with muffs, I was, I would be building muffs for people and you can do all the, all the different mods to them. And it was just, you know, just the musician circle here in Missoula, which is, you know, a small town, but the music scene here is like actually like pretty amazing. And, um, a lot of, a lot of great musicians here and, and a super good sense of community in a lot of different areas. But, um, I, I made a pedal for somebody. And then, of course, that person tells someone else and that person comes over and they want to pedal. And then suddenly I was just like, I felt like I was making pedals all the time. 
Um, none of my creations, none of my, you know, I wasn't like designing stuff. I was exploring like how to mod stuff and I, I was working on some circuit, circuit things. Um, but out of that, I kind of got bored with my cables and I was like, I'm going to start seeing about making uh, a really nice set for myself. Like I wanted to pick like the best, best everything um, and come up with something. Um, and what ended up happening was I, I started getting a bunch of different plugs and like working on um, uh, like specs for cable and kind of what I wanted for like capacitance on the cable. Mm -hmm. um, and then I put one together and I plug it in. I'm like, wow, that sounds great. Sounds like an awesome cable. I was super stoked on it. And um, my friend who actually does all the demos on effects Bay, we haven't done one in a long time though, but we do video demos on them. His name's Jimmy. He had like a colossal cable or something like that. I can't remember which one it was, but um, he wanted to try out this cable that I put together. So I let him borrow it. And he's like, calls me up. He's like, man, I, I want you to make me like four of these cables. I was like, awesome. So mm -hmm. I was like surprised because he's, he's the type that would definitely tell you it's not that good. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, in, in the nicest possible way, he would, he would, he would tell you that. And that's why I was kind of scared to let, let him borrow it because in, in my mind, I was like, it sounds like a great cable, but I don't know if, if it really is. Maybe he thinks it sucks. And right. so I was really excited that he wanted some cables. And um, so, and then I, I went to, uh, I was in a little, a band project and I take that to the practice and immediately like, you know, the, the other guitar player walks up and is like, what is this cable? And he wants a cable. So I built him a cable and, and that's when I started like thinking like, wow, you know, just, just, so, you know, just the response that I got off of, you know, just this prototype was, was really, you know, super positive. And I was thinking yeah, maybe I could, you know, sell a few of these and suddenly in, in the town, like I was just getting calls all the time for these cables. And then that just keeps building, you know, bigger and bigger. And then suddenly it's, a, you know, outside of Missoula, there was a, you know, another town because, you know, a band member is friends with a band member in this other town two hours away and he wants a cable and it just starts to kind of snowball. And we just been kind of doing our best to try to get, you know, Rattlesnake a little bigger and better than it was the, you know, month and year before. And it's just one cable at a time. Um, but yeah, that's how, that's how she started. And we're going, we're rolling with it. Right. Right. Well, I mean, I can speak to it. Uh, that's pretty much, you know, what I've been using since you sent me them. And nice. uh, I mean, you uh, people listening already know you've done a couple sponsorship spots on here. And I really meant what I was saying. It's just like, oh, this is a nice, this is a nice piece of kit right here. Like you can just kind of tell that it, uh, that it's, it's just a high quality, well-made thing. And yeah. I just, it's, it's kind of funny cause I have some other cables that I really like too, that are higher end and mm -hmm. I've played them for years, but the rattlesnake ones for some reason, I don't know if it's cause it looks cool or what it is. <laughs> it's like kind of fun to plug it in. I'm like, oh, I'm yeah. going to plug it. I'm like, oh, I'm going to plug it in. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Here we go. It's time to rock. I don't, I never really had that with a cable before and I can't put my finger on why that well, is. I mean, <laughs> You know, the thing too, where like with cables, I mean, I mean, you know, where it's like, you know, someone can spend, you know, $2,000 on a really nice guitar, you know, a couple thousand dollars on an amp, 
And, you know, and if you have a chintzy cable in between there, you know, that's just, that's just not cutting the mustard. You know, you want to have like some quality gear and it's like, you know, everything from rattlesnake that I've been really super conscious of is buyer experience, buyer satisfaction, working with musicians when they purchase their cables. And I, I really like that where when, when you get a piece of gear, you feel good about it. It, it feels right. It looks right. Everything about it is positive, you know? So when they, when they, when they plug it in, it's like an experience and I want it to be that way, even though it's just a cable. I mean, I get it. It, you know, it just transfers a signal from one side to the other, but still it should be, you know, it should be a, a good piece of equipment. And, um, I know when, when I work with customers and stuff, I mean, I constantly get emails. I mean, I love the fact that I work with, with people that are wanting to, have their cable built. So all of our, all of our stuff's custom built. So it's like, I don't have pre-made cables laying around because I want them to say, I want an eight and a half foot cable and I'll, I'll make it. It's not a big deal. Um, everything is to order. And that's the way I like to work with the musician and we do a quick turnaround on it. But usually I can't believe how many times I get emails back after people get their cable to tell me how they like the cable. And to me, it's like, that means a lot. He's actually, you know, that's effort on a customer side to actually, you know, write me an email back and say, and, or send me a picture. I get that too. They're like they'll write back, show me a picture of their, you know, pedal board or something with the cable plugged into it and say, you know, they're super stoked on this cable. Um, that I feel great about that makes me this, that's that whole thing about that, you know, virtual burnout. Like that's what I'm talking about, where it's like, this is, I'm building something and people are enjoying it. And it's like, something you can hold in your hand. And that's like, that's the part of what I wanted to be a part of for a long time. So it feels great that I'm actually doing that. Right. Having something physical that yeah. will more than likely be around for quite a long time and more than likely be, you know, heard on a few records kind of oh, in yeah. a, in, yeah. in an indirect way, you know, like yeah. become an important piece of the puzzle for sure. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, yeah, that's that's really cool. That's it's it is kind of an interesting thing to think about cuz like uh I mean I work really hard uh you know on doing the tone mob project, but it is kind of something I think about once in a while like you're saying like is it's kind of just ones and zeros. I wish it was something else, but you know like, <laughs> And it was also funny when you said that uh you know, it's just a digital thing on the internet. I instantly had this like this fear like, Oh no, I haven't backed my website up in a little while. Yeah. I need to back my website <laughs> up. <laughs> like yep. to get it on, you know, something off the internet so I can, you know, worst case scenario type of thing. But, uh, yeah, you need to have backups of your backup. That's I know. Just, that's just a fact. <laughs> I know. I like, I haven't backed it up and like, I'm now I'm starting to get scared. I'm like, I need to stop recording and go <laughs> back up my website. Uh, but, uh, it'll be okay. It'll I'm be sure fine. It'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Bluehost will take care of me. <laughs> Wonder if I can get them as a sponsor because I just said that. Um, there you go. No. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. So I had an idea while we were talking. Uh, I always have weird things going through my brain. But um, are you sitting by a computer by chance? Yeah. You are? Okay. I just had this weird idea that might be fun, and you can tell me if this is fun or not. Um uh, but I thought maybe we could do a on-air test of of Pedal Finder and see what it brings up. 
Or is it still oh, kind of not, not, not quite there for that? I don't know. We'll see what happens. Okay. I was thinking like I could give you some, because I'm not in front of a computer at the moment, but uh, I could like give you some criteria All and right. like see what comes up. That might be kind of fun. So um, I guess I have to tell you about the criteria though. Okay. Well, that's fine. Right. People need Sorry. to hear about it. All right. So instrument used with this pedal. You got guitar, bass, keys, vocals, or other. Okay, well, it'll be guitar. Keep it easy. Keep it easy. Yeah. And then... I won't get too crazy on it. All right. And then pickups would be humbucker, single coil, other. And that's Uh, optional. You don't have to supply it if you don't want anything. Uh, Let's do uh, single coils. Okay. And amp used with pedal, uh, tube, solid state, uh, DI mixer, other. Um, Let's do a tube. Okay. And then genre, there's a few. I mean, I'll probably pick something more applicable. Like you got indie, alternative, punk, metal, stoner. Let's go with stoner. Okay, it could be more than one, too. It doesn't have to be. I've been listening to The Sword a lot lately, so let's go stoner. Oh, nice. Okay, and then pedal category. So this is what will get you into, like, what zone you want. So, I mean, you could do, like, delay or you could do... um, Uh, Let's do... Um, There's fuzz. Well, let's and... do fuzz because it's me. And then application, it's leads, rhythm, ambient, noise, or other. Uh, rhythm. Okay. I'm kind of like excited about this right now. I'm okay, hoping so, it tells me something brand new. So now we have, oh, I hit leads and rhythm. Uh, that, that'll probably be fine. That's fine. Um, so now what it does is it gave us a selection. Now it sorts them by rating. Okay. So it's like, so now number one on here, based on that is the Catlin bread rip. That's too bad about that guy. Um, Oh, I was just thinking that's that like my heart kind of hurt for a second as soon as you said that. I mean, I just, I mean, I just remembered that just right now. I'm like, damn. Yeah. Yeah. Catlin bread, the Manx. How do you pronounce that? Lotan? Oh, Manx. I think it's like Manx Loghan. Yeah. That's or something. number one. Interesting. That was number one. Po- Spaceman po- Gemini 3 is number two. Oh, boy. Um, uh, like I need any more temptation on Spaceman stuff. Yeah. I have that Spaceman. That thing is you do? gnarly. Oh, yeah. Oh, I have man. Uh, the Filion also. I do, too. I mean, yes. That guy. That guy. I, I mean, like, I think you were just talking about that today. Uh about like uh, the guts. Weren't you talking about that on, on Facebook? Like uh, the PCBs? I, oh, I, did, oh. I, I was, yeah, that was a little bit different subject, but I did yeah. a couple of weeks ago, you know, talk about who has your favorite guts on the oh, Facebook yeah. page. Yeah, Spaceman is way up there, man. His, oh, yeah. I love his PCBs. So let's see, Doom in Analog, Silver Wizard Fuzz is number three. Earthquaker, okay. uh, Hoof. Oh, I love the hoof. The yeah, hoof's so, I mean, awesome. I mean, we're right in, I mean, I think we're hitting your genre, right? You, oh, yeah. You yeah, that, you so. smoked it. That's perfect. Yeah. That's exactly that really, the type of stuff came, I would expect. So That came up with eight on that, you know? So, I mean, it, it, it all depends on the reviews. So, I mean, right now we've been, you know, we've been getting reviews. I can't remember how many guys, you know, like 1,500 or 1,000. I can't remember what it was, but it... The whole idea is as long as we keep getting more reviews that fill up the genres and the styles and all of those pieces, 
will will return you better results. You know, get that pool to be larger. I mean, if we had ten thousand reviews, you know, that could that could change things a little bit. Right. So right. So I mean, really, the site's really young. As far as we're trying, you know, we do giveaways to promote like people to submit reviews and that kind of thing. So, and we've really been just doing that for the last year. That's really, but, really, yeah. really cool. I'm, I'm going to go on there. I'm going to, I'm going to go do some reviews, help it yeah. help that out. Yeah. I'm totally add some reviews, but that's the whole point, you know, just, I mean, like that Catlin bread, I'm not familiar with that. So, I mean, um, so I've seen it, but I've not played it. Yeah. So I know, I know what you're talking about. So like, I, I mean, right when you click on that, I mean, you can get, you know, YouTube demos, there's YouTube videos for it right there. And, uh, oh, yeah, man, I mean, that's it's so perfect. It gets you right where you need to be to figure new stuff out, you know, but yeah, that's awesome. Why has this not been a thing before? I don't understand. This is awesome. Well, it's like, it's gotta be a community based, uh, search engine. So, I mean, it's hard for like, you know, like say if you're an online you know, seller of pedals to get this data to be able to pull from it, you know, because it's based on the community. So, right. yeah, it's, it's, it can get tough that way. But I yeah. see. Yeah. Well, I, I can only see that doing, doing better and better as more people find out about it. And I'm, I'm yeah. wondering if this is going to, this episode's going to break the record for me saying awesome the most times in a row. <laughs> I've said, I just said it a little bit ago. I'm like, I think I've said that like 20 times already. Yeah. It's a good word. Uh, awesome. <laughs> I like awesome. I like gnarly and I like rad. I don't know what that says about me, but I do say those words on a yeah. semi-regular basis. I think it's funny. I used to say rad all the time, like, you know, high school. And I'm mm-hmm. saying rad a lot again. So I'm coming full circle. You think we're like regressing? Maybe. Yeah. I could be. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that happens as you get older. Yeah. You start regressing. Good times. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. So, um, on the pet, now I'm asking all these questions. I'm actually kind of glad I haven't been on the site yet because, um, it helps me ask questions. Is there like, there's the links to the YouTube videos. Is mm-hmm. there a place to go purchase or um, is that you can. a factor? Yeah. It, it, it could take you to, uh, it'll try to help you find stuff. Like you, it can give you a link to Amazon or, you know, musician's friend. Um, but it, if it's available, cause it has vintage pedals as well, you know? Ah. So it's like, that's in the, that's in the matrix as well. So it's like, I mean, even, even that search result that came up, um, big muffs in there, the Russian obviously, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, it's showing that it's a vintage pedal. Um, so it's, cause it's no longer in production kind of thing. Ah. So it'll it would... show that in there. Gotcha. Maybe we need to get a, a link to reverb for the vintage stuff or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah there you go there you go nice that'll, yep. that'll, that's cool that's going to be an excellent resource and i i anybody that's listening right now hop on there and, and check it out and uh start uh, leaving some reviews let's make this thing uh let's make this thing uh reach its full potential because it's a uh, way too cool of an idea to not blow up in my opinion so <laughs> nice <laughs> good times good times so Cool. You are about to, well, not about to, but in a relatively short amount of time, you told me you were going to be headed to Portland with your band. Yeah. So tell me about your band, what kind of music, and then let's go through your rig that you're using. Okay. Um, The band is called Magpies. 
Um, it's kind of a, it's basically an indie rock band and we get compared to like Sonic Youth a lot. That's like, that's one of those things that every time we play, someone asks us if anybody's ever told us we sound like Sonic Youth. It's like every show. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I love Sonic Youth, so that's great. Um, but um, yeah, it's, uh, we have a, a husband and wife pair on guitar and bass. Uh, they both sing. Um, I play just guitar and we have a drummer four piece. Um, and we're all, you know, older, I guess in, in, I, I don't know. We're not, we're not the young band that can tour around the country, but we do take time to do little mini tours to like Seattle and Portland. And we do little mini tours, um, in the state of Montana and we try to do like one, what we call a big tour, but that's 10 days. Um, right. To either, you know, West coast or we go East this year, we're going to Chicago. We've, we've gone there a few times for, um, PRF. I don't know if you've heard of that. Um, uh, the PRF barbecue deal. I think so. Um, Not yeah, familiar it's, a, with that. it's an amazing, cool thing for like, uh, um, the indie rock scene over there. It's awesome. Um, and, uh, yeah. It's uh, we all play Fender guitars, I guess. <laughs> so we have okay. like a, sh- a shimmery, <laughs> a shimmery kind of thing going on. Um, that's that's a perfect example of uh, uh, the change because before that, I pretty much exclusively only played Travis Bean and Electrical Guitar Company guitars. Oh, interesting. Um, um, so I was kind of in a post rock, math rock, kind of little little bit on the heavier side of things. Um, so I had humbuckers and, and the aluminum and all that stuff. It's like, you know, cool. But then when, when I, uh, joined this band, like those guitars, it's just not going to fit in this kind of what my role is in this band. So it's like, it's definitely more of a fendery chimey kind of thing. So I, you know, switched my amps around and I switched my guitars around. Um, so now I pretty much play jazz masters and Jaguars in this band. Okay. But, you know, I still have the beans and all that stuff for, you know, if I ever need humbuckers and something heavier, that's where it just always changes. And that also changed my whole pedal board kind of thing too, when I went to the span, but yeah. Right. So, um, what, what specifically does your, your signal chain look like? Like from guitar to amp? Okay. Um, you know, so I my like bo- that. Oh yeah. So <laughs> my board has like kind of a, there's a lot of utility pieces in there that I call that, you know, that people like look at, wow, look how big your board is. But really it's like four of those pedals literally just handle like routing and tuning and like, they don't do anything fun. Right. So basically I have a a boss LS2 line selector. That's, that's first. Um, That's how I switch between my jazz master and Jaguar without unplugging it. Um, That goes into a boss TU2 tuner. Um, Then it goes to a pedal that, Actually, I did make. <laughs> um, it's called an underdrive, and it's the probably the most used pedal on my pedal board. Um, it's basically a, um, a a master volume buffer. So with it, t- with one knob and one switch. So with that knob pegged all the, all the way to the right, like fully cranked, that gives you unity unity gain. So it just sounds like your guitar. And if you pull it back, it quiets your guitar. Now the idea behind it with the buffer in it, it's like, you know, when you roll your volume knob down, like your signal gets a little muddy, a little dark, even though it's quieter. Um, 
that buffer keeps that high end there. So now my guitar is quieter and it's still crispy and still has all of its highs. And it's just sounds like a quieter, quieter guitar. Now the point of that is, is my amp. I have a matchless HC 30. Um, I love the distortion on that amp. Like that's, okay. that's, that's awesome to me. So one channel, I have what I call like the medium grit. Just it's just you know it's it's just got a little bit of hair on it, and then the other side it's more cranked for my lead side. Yeah. Now, what that underdrive does is it it lowers that grit down. So I use that for all like the the rhythm sections for like where there's vocals and stuff. And then with it off, that's my next gain stage up in a sense. Like that has the grit. So it's like normally what you know what people end up doing is they like they turn down their amp and then they put a dirt pedal in there. And it's like, I hate that because my amps distortion will destroy any dirt pedal I could ever buy. You know, it's like, that's, that's the ultimate distortion to me. So mm -hmm. I don't like the idea of like sacrificing that so I can put a, a dirt pedal in there to handle that. So what I do is just, I lower that volume with the underdrive for all those rhythm parts. And then I kick it off for like leads or whatever. So I now see, it's my amp. My it's like it's reverse thinking. It takes a second to catch on. So you turn it off means your amp's wide open. You turn it on, it's your amp's like throttled. It's like choked. Um so then from there, um where do I go? I go um uh to uh a phaser, MXR phase 90. Mm -hmm. Um then I have um goes into uh a dispatch master, earthquaker devices. Uh, dispatch master reverb delay that goes into um a creation audio labs holy fire um which is an mm. awesome i don't know overdrive. what that is oh it's an uh, overdrive. okay yeah they call it the god pedal it's, it's gain overdrive distortion god it's okay. like it's, it's like 48 volt power on it it's the thing it's like a monster it sounds amazing um interesting but, but you, you brought up Ryan. I actually put in the zero to six. I took that out just recently, like this for this last weekend. Uh -huh. I pulled that out and put the zero to 60 McCaffrey audio in there. Oh, yeah. Try that out. And uh, yeah, I've been super psyched about that. So that pedal, that spot right there, I've had like a Tim. I've had the Spaceman Affiliate. I've had, um, let's see, uh, I've had the, um, oh, what's the Earthquaker Clean Boost? Um that's speaker uh, cranker. It's a not the uh, arrows, is it? It might no. That's for that's for before pedal. What's the oh black eye? Oh, the black eye. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I had it in there. See that that spot. That's a spot where I'm like I'm always like like not satisfied. That spot <laughs> is the one that's like that's the bubble. If you're on that spot, you get you, there's a chance you're going to be off of that. You're in danger. Yeah. And then I have, uh, <laughs> um, from there I go into, uh, MXR carbon copy. Um, and then I go into, um, black, uh, 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 black cat, uh, tremolo mini, like a mini trem. Oh, gotcha. And then from that, it goes into a, uh, boss DD seven delay and then into the Strymon blue sky. And then gotcha. I have another switch that switches between the two channels on my head. That's um, that's quite a form, uh, formidable rig. I am really liking the the sound of that. Not the sound because I can't hear it, but yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. That Boss DD7 is the weirdest pedal too because 
I mean, I, I have I have probably ten delay pedals, like on that shelf, and that DD seven always ends up either that or the DD three because I just really want like I because I have the carbon copy and that Boss and basically I have two different delay styles that I want like I that carbon copy is pretty much on all the time for just mm -hmm. ambient just you know whatever just a little bit of delay you don't really hear it that much. And then the DD7 is for the more like the crazy long digital trails and all that. But man, I've tried so many delay pedals in there. I get so frustrated with delay pedals because I really, really, really like simple pedals. Like I hate like the 10 knobs and the presets and all of that stuff. And it just like, it just gets to me because it's like, I want to have... I mean, that thing's got four knobs and that's it. And it's just like, I can just set it and then it's just right every time. Whereas mm -hmm. every other delay I've had in there, it's like, it's got all these like little things that get messed up and I have to figure out why it's messed up. And then, oh, it just frustrates me. But yeah, <laughs> but, um, but because I rarely use it, it's pretty much just for like weird lead stuff. It needs to have like the epic, like long trails on it. Um, but yeah, but that's one of those ones that's like, there's a part of me that really wants to get it off my board, but it's like, it works and sounds great. It's a, it's a weird, like, you know, you know where it's like, you, you want to have boutique pedals all the time, but like that boss pedal works pretty darn good. I don't have any complaints about it, but there's right. a part well, of me. I mean, this was brought up in some, in one of the Facebook groups the other day. I can't remember what it was. It was like, why all the boss hate somebody yeah. asked. And it was like, I don't hate boss. Like I hate the metal zone and the DS one, um, sure. personally, but like, um, I'm, uh, but I don't hate boss pedals. Like, yeah, like they, they, you can, first of all, you can chuck them as hard as you want at a wall and they're probably still going to work. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and second of all, some of them sound fantastic. A lot of them even. So, yeah. I mean, and, and a lot of the, boutique stuff is based on old boss design so it's hard sure. to get you know like i i don't know i don't know there very many people i don't know that i've talked to anybody that just hates everything that boss does Do, have you uh well i mean it's it's funny because you know you know i know you know when you like play a show and you, you, you get in like circle of dudes they all like we all just circle around the pedal board and you look down and everyone's just yep. looking you know <laughs> it's that's, like let's that's me Let's circle up and talk about talk about pedals. I always have the guys like, "Why are you using a Boss pedal for that?" You know, and it's like, it, it's just a common thing. Like, I always have to almost like defend it. Like, oh, but it's a great pedal. It is. It, it is. You know, I mean, I have. I mean, I have so many pedals that are quote unquote better than that pedal. But it's like for what I need it, for what kind of real estate it takes up, and how easy it is to use. There's none of them that are going to beat this Boss pedal. Yep. And you know. That's, I mean, if I was going to record or something, or if there was something like, you know, special, you know, maybe, but I mean, as far as playing live and this is what I want to just be able to go on stage and just like, let this thing rip. It's like, that's, that's the best for that. I mean, it's mm -hmm. weird, but, but you know, by analog side though, that's different. I, I've definitely gone, I guess that's the other bubble. So it's like that MXR that's been many pedals too. Um, um, that's just the latest one that's on there. And I pretty much picked that one for size. Um, gotcha. But for the digital, the digital delay, I mean, they all pretty much sound the same in my opinion, the digital side. The analog delay, that's a different story. But 
right? Yeah, yeah. Unless it's a, I mean, one of unless it's one of the digital pedals that is trying to emulate something else, then of oh, yeah. course it's gonna. But yeah, yeah. straight digital delays. Yeah, they sound like um, the, the the note repeated itself again. That's yeah. what it's supposed to do. <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly. <I> mean, <laughs> like, yeah, a straight digital delay is a straight yeah. digital delay. If it's trying now, the ones that are trying to do something interesting is another story. But um, yeah. yeah, I totally agree with you on that. I yep. I would I would almost you know like challenge somebody to hear a difference in in something that is billed as being a pristine digital delay. Compare two of them side by side, eyes closed, and really see if you can tell a difference. I, yeah. I probably couldn't myself. Yeah. So. Yep. I'm totally with you there. Yep. So, th- I want to rewind a little bit. I know we're getting really, really close to the time, yeah. but um, I w- you you mentioned that underdrive, and it just spurred something in my brain, and I'm trying mm-hmm. to think of uh, anybody else that makes one right now. I think. Um, Lotus Petals makes one, I think. Does that sound yeah, familiar? I'm not sure. Um, mostly because I, I've been really liking this sound. Well, you know, I'm a Benson Amps fan, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, obviously he makes his amps to sound great when they're when they're pushed. And he recently came out with the Vinny, which okay. there's a long story, and I'm involved in that, but. Um, I won't get into that today because we're running out of time. But um, my like favorite overdrive sound right now is using the Vinny one watt amp, and it has a preamp out on, or not a preamp out, it has a instrument level out. You it's said not a, one watt. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yes. So it's a <laughs> yeah, it's a one watt, twelve uh, AX seven and one EL uh, eighty four tube, and okay. uh, it has a normal uh, speaker out for the one watt side. 8 ohm speaker out. Then it also has a instrument level out that is post power tube. So you can plug that thing into anything, you know, hmm. go direct or whatever and have full power tube distortion at pretty much whatever volume your heart desires. So um but so that said, what I like to do is I like to set my Monarch up, which is his 15 watt amp on kind of just beyond edge of breakup and then slam it with the Vinny. And that to me is just like the overdrive tone of all wow. overdrive tones. It sounds so good to me. And, but like you say, I usually go the opposite way. I usually set a clean amp and, and run a bunch of dirt boxes. So the yeah. underdrive idea has me like my brain won't shut off until I try that. <laughs> See, I think that Lotus, I, I might, I might be totally wrong, but I think that still is a drive. I think it oh, still really? has like, yeah, I could be totally wrong. Just remember like this thing is literally like a volume knob. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's no, there's no, there's no, there's no breakup. It's just a preserving of that signal, but a lower, lower volume, but maintaining that high end that you get peeled off all the time, which I can't stand. So it's yeah. like some people will do like, you know, like they'll do that capacitor mod in their volume pot to like, the treble bleed circuit basically is what they call it. Yeah, so yeah. to prevent that. So, I mean, picture like that kind of idea, but in a pedal. So then you can sit there and like roll your, instead of being on 10, you're at five when you click gotcha. that thing on. That's the whole so point you, of it. So you essentially have a treble bleed circuit with any guitar that you want. 
Yep, and it's preset at a volume that I want to drop it down to. And really, it doesn't drop the volume so much. It's not like it's half as loud. It's like just half as, I almost think of it as like half as thick. So it's like with that buffer in there, it's still bright and chimey, but it's not as punchy and loud. So it's perfect. So when vocals kick on, I do that, and I'm just doing this nice little rhythm backing part on it. And then mm-hmm. lead time, kick it off, and it's like it's your amp on its full glory it's getting the signal that it needs and then it's like rip time so yeah right i still use a boost pedal on top of that so a lot of times i'll kick off the underdrive turn on the boost it's like then i go up two notches right i see up to 11 (laughs) (laughs) you're making you're making my brain turn right now with like a a setting my stuff up in a way that i never really thought about doing so i'm fascinated by this idea like the guy jimmy who is in the demo for effects bay he's the one who approached me he walked down and talked to me and said i need a pedal to make me quieter and he's like the loudest guitar player i've ever met in my life it was like are you, that was a joke like, why would you need that <laughs> the guy has like you know so many gain pedals it's like and he's like he's trying to explain it to me and we worked out this pedal and he's just like you got to try this it's like the way to do it and um i did i built another one and i started using it and it's like when i joined magpies it was like it was night and day like it's obvious that i had to use this pedal in this band for like to just to maintain dynamic control, you know? Yeah. So, so the quiets are quiet and the louds are loud, you know, it's the nineties <laughs> stuff, right? Big dynamics. Oh. oh man. I can relate to that. That's what yeah. the, the, my band's last album was hardcore nice. set in the nineties. So yeah, that was like the main focus point. So yeah, I totally get where you're at. Cool. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, that is good. And now I'm going to be doing a whole bunch of Googling as soon as we jump off of this because uh, I'm starting to really rethink uh, my rig setup right now. So nice. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I've been plugging straight into that, you know, Vinny into um, into Monarch setup and just like, man, this is the greatest tone. But I couldn't. Yeah. How could I use this? Like other than like recording would be easy, obviously, but like how could I do this if we're, you know, practicing or whatever? So, yeah, it's, it's amazing with the small amps, how awesome they sound, but it's, it's, it's hard to pull it off live with like a drummer. It's, you know, yeah, it's tough. Well, it sounds good. I mean, just like I, I'm essentially using a tube amp as an overdrive pedal. Yep. Like really, like, cause it, we plugged it into a deluxe reverb the other day and it sounded great. Nice. But, um, yeah. So anyway, Hmm. I'm going crazy cool. right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, man. Well, you know, everybody's, everybody's already tuned out. They're getting out of their cars. They're, they're headed into the office to uh, jump on pedal finder and start doing some research. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> cause who works when they're at work, right? Absolutely. Yeah. That, that computer's there for one thing and one thing only. And that is <laughs> searching for new gear. <laughs> Well, thanks for taking the time to come on the show, Hank. I really enjoyed it. Uh, we've been trying to do this for a while, so I'm glad we were finally able to yeah. pull it off. Yeah. And, uh, thanks for having me. Absolutely, awesome. man. So I guess I will wrap it up. But uh, before I do that, I should not forget to let you go ahead and quick plug all your stuff one more time for everybody. Awesome. All right. Uh, you can check out Rattlesnake Cables at rattlesnakecables.com. Um, Effects Bay is effectsbay.com. And pedal finders, pedalfinder.com. Nice and easy. Perfect. 
Perfect, yeah. perfect. And then I assume you're on all three of those are on all the normal social media outlets, I assume. Oh, yeah. Uh, yep. Yep. Everywhere. Facebook, Instagram. Um, yeah. Perfect. It's, uh, you, you'll all find it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> right on, man. All right, cool. guys. So for Hank, I'm Blake. And as always, good luck and good tones. Oh, hey. Um, yeah, the episode's over and you're, uh, you're still listening. So that's good. Because um, that means if you're listening on the day this episode drops, this is the last day that you have to enter the contest that's going on right now with McCaffrey Audio and Rattlesnake Cables, which is Hank, who you just listened to. We're giving away a 0 to 60 overdrive and two 15-foot rattlesnake cables, your choice of nickel ends and color. All you got to do is head over to Instagram, uh, at the Tone Mob. You'll see the posts uh, instructing you on uh, what you need to do. So head over and check it out, and uh, do it now, because today's the last day. All right, take care, and I'll talk to you next time. One last thing before we totally sign off here, I just want to remind you that if you do any shopping at Stringjoy, that's Stringjoy Guitar Strings made in Nashville, that will help me out as well. As I've said for years, I'm heavily involved in that company, and I really do think they're making the best products on the market. So if you would like to try custom strings, go to ToneMob.com Stringjoy and check them out today. I seriously, seriously, seriously love what the team down there is doing. I help them out with all kinds of things, and by you supporting them, you are also supporting me as well. And hey, you need some strings, so why not get some custom strings just for your guitar and playing style? Again, the link for that is tonemob.com stringjoy, and that will take you right to their website and you can do all your shopping through there, and that will help everyone involved out. So thank you very much. Talk to you next time. We are brought to you by the wonderful folks at Gun Street Wiring Shop. Yes, Gun Street Wiring Shop. I've talked about them before. I used to say based out of Bend, Oregon, but guess what? Sean moved to my neck of the woods. Sean's in Portland. Sean is awesome and has helped me with a bunch of stuff lately. And if you have wiring needs for your guitar, he can help you too. If you want to get weird with it, he can get weird. If you just need to spruce things up a little bit, there's your guy. He takes all the guesswork out of doing your guitar wiring, and he makes it simple, and his customer service is top-notch, and I can't say enough good things about Gunstreet as a company. I really respect Sean and what he's all about, and the product is top-notch. I've got three different guitars that now have Gunstreet harnesses in them, and I could not be happier. So go to GunstreetWiringShop.com and check them out.